The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Be Fit for Life. Your host is Chad Austin. There's no time to get yourself into shape. Like right now, you'll learn how to overcome the day-to-day excuses and start working on the rest of your life. The results will come as you go and will just keep getting better and better. Now, here's your host and motivator, Chad Austin. What's up, everybody? I'm Chad Austin. Welcome to Be Fit for Life. We had a great show last week. If you missed it, then you need to take some time this week and listen to last week's episode. It was The episode was titled, Train Like an Athlete and Feel Like a Superhero. In the episode, I was joined by strength conditioning expert Jeff Gervitz. Jeff is the owner of a gym called Bang Fitness located in Toronto, Canada. We had a great discussion about the importance and benefits of strength training If you've ever wondered how you can get started with resistance training, or not only get started with resistance training, but how you can get started and make it stick well into old age, then you should listen to last last week's episode. I have another great guest joining us this week. Joining us later in the show is Greg Justice. Greg Justice has been a well-known fitness expert for many years now. He's a best-selling author, speaker, and fitness entrepreneur. He opened AYC Health and Fitness, Kansas City's original personal training center, in May of 1986. AYC specializes in corporate wellness and personal fitness training. Greg holds a master's degree in HBR, which is exercise science, and a bachelor's degree in health and physical education from Moorhead State University in Moorhead, Kentucky. He has worked with athletes and non-athletes of all ages and physical abilities and served as a conditioning coach at the collegiate level. Greg has offered, authored seven books, including his newest book, Mind Over Head Chatter, which is a psychology of athletic success, Mind Over Fatter, the psychology of weight loss, Mind Your Own Fitness, the mindful approach to exercise, Treadside Manner, Confessions of a Serial Personal Trainer, and Lies and Myths about Corporate Wellness. He also write, writes a monthly column for Personal Fitness Professional Magazine called Treadmill Talk and is a featured writer for Corporate Wellness Magazine. When Greg joins us later, we are going to talk about how developing a stronger mind can help us develop a stronger body. Now, as you know, listeners, I like to start each episode with a fitness tip or a fitness topic that you guys recommend, that you guys pick. And so if you want to give me your two cents, if you're something you want me to talk about, a question or a topic, something you're struggling with, then send me your topics, your questions at chad at chadaustinfitness.com or just send me a message on the show page at Be Fit for Life and I'll make sure we, we include it. So my question for you this week is how did you do last week on your fitness routine? And many of you know I'm training right now for the World Championship of the Tough Mudder in November and I made a 24-week plan for myself and this was week seven. This was the first week that I really felt was a de- like it was a down week. I feel like I didn't 
do everything I should have. I didn't do the best job this, this last week, and I need to step it up now. And, I mean, you can have the very best game plan in the world. If you don't follow through with what you say you're going to do, you can't expect to get the results you wanted. So what is it that stops us from sticking to our plans? We talk about it on the show all the time. It's our excuses. We let the obstacles in our lives become excuses is why to, is why to put things off till later. So I thought this would be a good day just to kind of talk about, re-talk about some of the top excuses we make. So identify them and so we can avoid them going further. So it's about halfway through the summer. Many of you have a lot of goals that you still want to face. And so this will be a step in the right direction. So Letterman style, 10 to 1. 10, I want to spend time with my friends and family. So it's it's summer. You have a lot more free time. Your kids are home from break. You want to spend more time with your family. That's great. So include them in your fitness plan. There are big benefits to working out with a partner, including better results, greater stress reduction, and of course, just a funner experience. Whether it's your spouse, your kids, a friend, a family member, your neighbor, working out with a partner or working out in a group can make for a really enjoyable experience. Nine, I don't know what I'm doing. This is an excuse a lot of people make or a reason not to start. I don't know what to do. Let me just remind you that there was a time that you didn't know how to walk. There was a time you didn't know how to drive a car. There was a time you didn't know how to live away from home or do your job or raise a child until you just did it. Like many things in life, you can and you will figure it out. All you have to do is get started. Just start simple and go from there. Eight, I don't have the right exercise equipment. This is an excuse people make all the time. They don't have exercise equipment. And the days where this excuse is valid is gone. We don't need a stair climber, a treadmill, Nordic track, a Bowflex, or a fancy universal gym to get tone anymore. According to U.S. News and World Report, one of 2014's biggest fitness trends is bodyweight exercise. I happen to t- I'm an Insanity certified instructor, and I teach an Insanity boot camp twice a week. And my clients who participate in it just love the workout, and they get great results. And it's all bodyweight exercises. So you don't need a lot of equipment anymore to get fit. Number seven, I'm too out of shape. Fitness trainers, personal trainers get this excuse constantly, and it's really pretty funny. I, I need to get fit before I start working out with you. I need to get in better shape before I work out, and we hear that all the time. And maybe you do feel like you're in horrible shape, and that could be true, but if you want to you want to stay that way, if that's the way you want to remain, then you probably shouldn't work out. But people who are in great shape, they get that way by exercising, not only exercising, but exercising on a regular basis. You weren't born in great shape. Six, I hurt my blank, so I can't work out. And I can relate to this always. It can be really frustrating when you have an injury, especially an injury that stops you from doing your favorite exercise. If you're a runner, you like to run, mountain biking, weightlifting, or whatever your favorite fitness class is. There's always other forms of exercise that you can still do that won't aggravate that problem. If your lower body's hurt, then do upper body exercise. If your upper body's hurt, then the other way. And you can do physical therapy to the part that's hurt while you recover. So don't use your injury as an excuse to do nothing and make you go back to square, square one while you're recovering. Number five, I hate going to the gym alone. I can relate to this because I, I used to use this excuse for everything. But if you don't, if it's out of your comfort zone to go to a crowded gym, I mean, if you, for one, 
don't don't let that uncomfortable feeling stop you from doing things. If you do that, then you're going to miss out on a lot of things in life. But if a crowded gym is really too uncomfortable for you, then try going to a less intimidating environment to get started. Try go to a smaller gym or try going with a group of friends that you're comfortable with to a class first or try to going on a one-on-one personal training. Uh, there's lots of options that could be a little less intimidating to help you get started. Four, I'm bored with my routine. That's something that a reason why a lot of people stop stop their fitness routine or get lose motivation to keep going is because they're bored. And that's a quick fix. If you're bored, then change up what you're doing. Honestly, if you have been doing the same thing for long enough that it made you bored, then your body is probably adapted to it by now and you're not getting the same results. So if you change up your routine, you'll probably really increase your results. Number three, I can't afford to be fit. And this is something we hear all the time too, but we know from the body weight exercises earlier, it doesn't cost anything to be fit if you don't want it to. But there's a lot of cheaper things to do. Find a, you can find a cheaper gym that doesn't have a membership. Maybe use your apartment gym, use some home exercise equipment. If personal training is what you want and you can't afford it, try finding a partner to work out with or do partner personal training or maybe a small group or boot camps. A lot, there's a lot of cheaper solutions out there. And you can get fitness equipment for your home. There's a lot of inexpensive equipment you can get at home. And most every equipment, whether it's a stability ball or resistance band, most everything you buy these days, it has a pamphlet or you know some, some exercises in it or a DVD even that has a lot of stuff with it that you can repeat. And if nothing else, then search on YouTube. Most websites, most personal trainers, uh, a lot of them have their own on their own YouTube channel. There's a lot of workouts online or just on Facebook you can find that are free and don't cost a thing. So sometimes you just have to be creative, but it doesn't have to cost a lot to be fit. Number two, I'm too tired. A lot of people are tired. And probably the reason you're tired is because you're out of shape. When you get fit, you'll have more energy and you'll be able to sleep better. If energy is really your limiting factor in creating the life you want, then try a few of these tips. Start going to bed closer to sundown and get up closer to sunup. Your body's natural clock functions better on that schedule. But I'm not a morning person. I hear that all the time. Again, if you don't change anything, then you can't expect any changes to happen. Eat real unprocessed food every three to four hours. Never go more than four hours without eating. And try limiting your caffeine to just morning. We drink way too much caffeine. You know that 2.30 feeling we keep hearing about in commercials? Believe it or not, that doesn't come from lack of caffeine. It comes from lack of sleep, reasonable nutrition, and lack of moving. And number one, I don't have time. I'm too busy. This is the biggest excuse we all make. And first of all, everyone is busy. And there's a lot of people in the world who are probably a lot busier than you, and they still make fitness a priority in their lives. The majority of my clients I've had since I've been a trainer have all had really busy schedules. And it's not that we're too busy. There's 168 hours in a week. If you just worked out six to eight hours a week, you'd be in really good shape. It's, and you still have 160 hours left for the week. So it's not that we're too busy, we don't have time, so we don't know how to use our time efficiently. So try to get more organized. And if, if you really think you need to find more time, the first place you should probably look is in your television. Americans keep 15 hours a week there. But better yet, quit trying to find time and make time. If you were lost in the woods, would you go look for a fire or, make, or would you make one? If you don't find time, 
it's going to hide from you forever. So what I would do is try to schedule a good way to good way to make up that time is schedule when you're going to do the workouts at the beginning of the week. If you've scheduled when you're going to do your workouts, then you can't say you don't have time because you just made it. Well, on that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, I'm going to bring on my guest, Greg Justice, and we're going to talk about how a stronger mind can help us get a stronger body. We'll be right back on Be Fit for Life. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. How many times have you heard this? I'm sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. You are what you eat. I've tried every diet. Diets don't work. It's time to stop this kind of madness and start thinking and feeling empowered to change your health. Tune in to The Raw Truth with Chef Sharon Fraser. Join us weekly for thought-provoking conversations with world-renowned experts in the food, medical, holistic, sports medicine, chiropractic, and naturopathic health sciences. The Raw Truth airs live every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned into Be Fit for Life with your host, Chad Austin. If you have a question or comment about our program, send us an email at chadaustinfitness at gmail.com. That's chadaustinfitness at gmail.com. Now, back to Be Fit for Life. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Chad Austin. You're listening to Be Fit for Life. Joining us on the show this morning is local fitness expert Greg Justice. Greg Justice is a best-selling author, speaker, and fitness entrepreneur. He opened AYC Health and Fitness, Kansas City's original personal training center, in May of 1986. AYC specializes in corporate wellness and personal fitness training. Greg holds a master's degree in HPER, which is exercise science, and a bachelor's degree in health and physical education from Moorhead State University in Moorhead, Kentucky. He has worked with athletes and non-athletes of all ages and physical abilities and served as a conditioning coach at the collegiate level. Welcome to the show, Greg. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you, Chad. It's a pleasure to be on here with you. Um, No, the first thing, and make fitness a priority basically is kind of the theme of my podcast. And I always stress at the beginning of everyone's program, the first thing they really need to do is figure out the reason why. So if you don't have a reason why, then you'll never be able to make it a long-term thing. But I always think it's interesting to ask my guests, the first thing I normally ask them is kind of how they found their passion for fitness. So basically, what is your reason why? How did you gravitate towards being a fitness professional? Uh, Well, going all the way back to my freshman year in college, I started off 
uh, in exercise science, or back then it wasn't called that. It was uh, health physical education with an emphasis in exercise science. Um, and then I actually went through the course of about four or five different majors in college. Um, and at one point, as I was working my way through college uh, in the coal mines of eastern Kentucky, uh, it paid real well, and I was at that time majoring in coal mining technology, and uh, I dreaded every moment <laughs> of every mm -hmm. hour of the day that I would work. Um, and here I was, you know, in college getting a degree in coal mining technology. And uh, that was going into my junior year. And then, it, you know, just a, kind of a, an alpha moment or an awakening came about me one morning as I was going to work. And I realized I couldn't do this for the rest of my life. And my real passion was what I began my original major. And um, so, you know, I kind of did a full 360-degree uh, turn from the start of my freshman year to my junior year and came all the way back and finished uh, my undergraduate and then my master's degree in health, physical education, and, and recreation with a, uh, an emphasis in exercise science. So it was just uh, realizing what I wasn't going to do for the rest of my life, working in the coal mines of eastern Kentucky and uh, discovering my true passion, which, you know, comes from uh, a lifelong athletics career through, you know, Little League and, and wrestling in high school and judo through college. You know, that was my passion. That was, that was my why. And, uh, and then, you know, kind of shifting into opening my business, um, I was basically creating two whys. One of the whys was for me, and then the other why was for my clients. Um, and it was easy for me because my why is about making dreams come true for others, my clients, right? Mm -hmm. But I also had to understand what their why was. And, and that took uh, a process of several years and developing relationships with these clients. Um, to where I could actually have discussions with them going beyond the simple what. Because, you know, you, you've been in this industry long enough to know the difference between the what and the why. And when a client will come into us originally, it's always talking about the what, you know, mm -hmm. what they want to do. They want to lose 30 pounds. Uh, they want to build big muscles. You know, that's the what. That's the goal. But we need to... Uh, you know, just like you're asking me what my why was, we have to get to what their why is. Why are they actually coming to us? And, you know, so we try to break down and, and, and figure out the difference between their goals and their dreams. And once we can start working together as a team with those clients toward the dreams, you know, not just the superficial goals, but, you know, what's what's – nurturing those goals, and that's the dream. And, and the classic example uh, that I like to use with regard to this is, let's say a 40-year-old uh, female client comes in and tells you that they want to lose 40 pounds, right? That's the goal. That's the what. As we mm -hmm. get to know them better, and as we go through the process of developing this relationship, you know, we start to learn that her why is her dream of being able to fit into that little black dress that has sat in the back of her closet for the last <laughs> 20 years 
because she hadn't been able to fit into it. It's that little black dress that she used to go out dancing with her husband in that made her feel like a complete woman. I mean, that's the dream. That's the why. And so, you know, it's so important for us to get beyond the what, you know, losing 40 pounds and understanding the why of the dream. So, so I, I hope that thoroughly answers your question. Oh, yeah, it does. That's a great answer. And I mean, as Sean T always says, you know, you have to dig a little deeper. I mean, it's part of our job at the beginning is to help that we want them to get long term success is to figure out really what their why is. And then we have we have similar whys is kind of why we're here. I also kind of when I finished high school, I mean, I was always an athlete and I went to college as an athlete. And that was my why. And that and that was I mean, that was my passion basically was being an athlete. And so that kind of brought me into being a personal trainer or a PE teacher. And then eventually that brought me into personal training. And so that was that we kind of have a similar path in a way. And when we talk a lot, I talk all the time on the show about your why, but then you mentioned the what. And so that, that, that was a really good choice of words, but that is, that is what happens when people come in, they, they tell us it's a kind of a reverse order. They tell us the what, and then we have to, we have to get them to tell us the why I think then it leads to the third part of it exactly. is, is the how. And so it, uh, you opened yeah. AYC Health and Fitness in 1986, and so it's one of the first personal training studios around here. But what does AYC mean, and um, wh- how do you guys uh, – <laughs> what do you guys go from the, the what and the why to the how, basically, with AYC? Sure, sure. Well, uh, AYC stands for At Your Convenience. And the original intent, uh, because, you know, you roll the clock back 30 years ago when I was putting the business plan together for AYC, and uh, it, was, it was to create an environment, a fitness center that worked with individuals one-on-one at their convenience. You know, back in the uh, early to mid-'80s, uh, aerobics programming and fitness classes and things like that were in vogue, but you would have to conform to the class time of the, of the you know, workout that you wanted to take, and you would have to take it whenever it was available. So you know, I got to thinking, well, if I create a, a fitness center, but I allow the client to tell me when they want to work out, what, they, you know, what their goal is, and we could work toward a common goal, then it would be unique. We would stand out from a, a lot of other gyms in town. And, uh, and again, you know, I didn't have a, um, a blueprint to follow as far as how to run a personal training center uh, because they were, they were open on the East Coast and the West Coast, and, you know, most of them were working with Hollywood or Broadway celebrities or, you know, famous people like that. But there really wasn't anything for the general population uh, and certainly not in the Midwest. Mm. So, you know, along the way I made perhaps every, every mistake that you could make in trying to figure out how to do this right. Fortunately, the blueprint or my five-year business plan that I had st- established – uh, the final year of graduate school guided me through the process. You know, it, it it was my purpose, and as long as you're working toward a purpose, you know, you've got the rudder in the boat guiding you toward that. Now, that doesn't mean you won't make mistakes and get off course a little bit every now and then, but because of that purpose, you know, way out in the uh, distance there, the rudder is always going to guide you back toward that. So. You know, that's, an, that's so important to understand, again, it's part of that why. 
uh, is the purpose. And um, as we work through the process of, of establishing relationships with our clients, and um, we've been blessed over the years to establish a clientele that uh, has been with us many years. Uh, just for example, my average client uh, relationship is 24 years. And in an industry where the average client-trainer relationship is somewhere between 6 and 12 months, um, you know, the typical personal trainer is constantly having to market, 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 bringing new bodies in. Mm-hmm. And my whole mindset was to create an environment of longevity, you know, to focus on the journey, not the destination, you know, not losing 40 pounds. You know, that will come as a byproduct of the journey. But mm-hmm. let's not focus on a time frame of losing that because you and I both know in the study, you know, in our research that lifelong journey of fitness rather than the destination, then we're going to have a lifetime of fulfillment and a lifetime of enjoyment through the process of fitness. And part of that, again, is to get your client to buy into that mindset. You know, and again, it all starts with, with the mind. So, uh, you know, my, my original intent was to establish long-term relationships, uh, work toward dreams, not goals. Not the, you know, and again, I'm not saying having short-term goals is, is not important, because it is. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying not focus on that as an end result. You know, once you lose that 40 pounds, hey, now we've got to get started, right? If that's mm-hmm. not the end of the game. Once you lose that 40 pounds, then you've got the rest of your life to maintain that, to remain healthy. And, uh, you know, our mission at AYC came, came about through the process of, of those relationships of our longtime well-established clients. You know, I wanted to know from them how I could better serve and it really came about, our mission did, it came about uh, through those relationships and talking to them. And, and here's what our mission at AYC is, is to enhance your quality of life through safe, personalized exercise. Mm-hmm. And again, I didn't create that why, my clients did. And so our mission is their why. Yeah, that's that's a great explanation. I, I have a, I mean, I've been in this fitness industry for about 12, 13 years now and about 10 years as a personal trainer. And that, so I definitely have, can relate to, you know, uh, doing things wrong at first. And one thing I definitely did wrong at the beginning is I didn't realize that my focus needed to be that way. My focus needed to be not on their temporary goal that they first come in with, but their long-term success, how, to, how they can get results for the rest of their lives and how it can be a, yeah. a lifestyle changes and not just a temporary. Cause I, and so that is, that is definitely something that I had to, I think most trainers eventually learn that, that you have to kind of learn the hard way and make a few mistakes to, to learn that you're, you're, it has to be focused on getting everyone long-term success and not temporary success. If it's something that's just going to be temporary results then you really shouldn't do it at all. And so that's why most, most, I mean, the way I, when I hear the word diet, that's pretty much what I think of is that it's a temporary solution. And so it's not going to be anything long term that's going to help. And so everything I've, I've, I've done in the last half of my career, at least I've, I've learned how to make it something that's going to make, get long term results and build and building healthy habits that are going to 
make fitness a priority in your life for the long term. And so I, I know that you kind of feel that same way when, and that's something that you just kind of learn over time. But what are some of the strategies that you use? I, I use a lot of things uh, as far as teaching my clients how to get into consistent, healthy habits and how to keep themselves accountable. Uh, and I've developed some things over the years that kind of help them kind of build those those healthy habits and make them consistent. But what what are some of the strategies that you use to kind of help your clients get long-term results instead of just uh, temporary healthy habits, making long-term habits? Yeah, sure. And, and you know, one thing that I tell my clients um, uh, is it starts with your attitude. And, yeah. you know, having an attitude of gratitude, being grateful, uh, you know, for what you do have, you know, feeling blessed <laughs> for what you do have. And, you know, I think it's so easy in this world um, to get caught up in those immediate gratification mind that immediate gratification mindset where you know we're not willing to work toward something uh, and so you know, I, I always try to start every day in fact I have for many many years um, and it's an acronym that I use uh, it's deadwas uh, b e d w a s and that stands for begin every day with a smile. Oh, that's and cool. um, that's something that is so important because it kind of sets the tone for the rest of the day. And it's actually chapter one of the latest book that I'm working on, and, and it's called Mind Over Matter, M-A-D-D-E-R, and it's the psychology of attitude and really mm -hmm. how you know we are ultimately responsible for, for setting the tone for whatever it is we're going to do. And if we can start the tone of the day with a smile – you know, there are physiological, chemical reactions that happen when you smile. And if we can start the day with that, I mean, that is something so simple. And, uh, you know, it, it's something that I've practiced for many years and uh, have shared that now in Chapter 1 of, of this new book that I'm working on. But um, uh, I think it will really set the tone for the rest of the day and um, just make you feel good. You know, smiling actually makes you feel good, and there's science to back that up. So that would be just one simple, very profound way to set the tone for the day. Yeah, I love that. Bed, bed was, begin every day with a smile. That's great. Um, we're going to take a quick commercial break. While, listeners, while we're going to break, uh, Greg, what is uh, your website so that they could go and take a look at AYC Fitness? Uh, well, the first one is AYCFit.com, and the second okay. one is GregJustice.com. Okay, AYCFitness.com, GregJustice.com. Go take a look, and we will be right back on Be okay. Fit for Life. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. 
Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Tune in every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. Kelly covers our relationship with food and teaches us how easy eating well and living well can be. Taking us on a weekly food journey, guiding us to a more rich and vibrant life. So tune in every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned into Be Fit for Life with your host, Chad Austin. If you have a question or comment about our program, send us an email at chadaustinfitness at gmail.com. That's chadaustinfitness at gmail.com. Now, back to Be Fit for Life. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Chad Austin. You're listening to Be Fit for Life. We're here with Greg Justice from AYC Fitness. Uh, Greg, on my podcast, I talk a lot about overcoming obstacles and winning the fight against your excuses, etc., when someone is trying to make fitness a part of their life, when someone's trying to get fit, how much of their success do you think relies on their mental strength? Well, I would say that easily 80% of, of the game is mental. And the game can be an athletic game. It can be your business, or it can be the struggles of losing weight or you know getting bigger, stronger, faster. Um, you know, Pretty much everything we do in life starts with what's between the ears. And uh, and then the rest is up to us to stay committed to doing it. So, yeah, it starts and probably eight, up to 80 percent of it would be the mental game. Yeah, I believe I I agree with you completely. I think uh, really as a trainer, I was talking to you before before the show started. I think that our biggest our first job for majority of our clients is just convincing them that they can do it because, I mean, really when most people come to us as personal trainers when you seek out help it's normally after you've failed a few times on your own so sometimes you've failed so many times when you come to us that you actually don't really believe you can do it you're just this is kind of last resort kind of a strategy and so i definitely definitely agree with you that it's a the mental game is huge in uh in fitness and getting results and hiring, you know, hiring a personal trainer, it may sound a little, uh, you know, self-serving here, but hiring a personal trainer can be very important to those that are not as motivated because mm-hmm. we serve as an accountability. And so, you know, where their mind may be right, 
They just may not have the tools to take it that next step. And that's where a personal trainer can really help uh, people like that. Mm -hmm. Yep. I've seen it happen firsthand several times. I'm sure you have too. I mean, when you go to a personal trainer, I mean, some people work out with a personal trainer for a long time, but when they choose to do that, it's usually because they just enjoy it so much and it's a luxury. But at first, I mean, the the learning tool you get from the from the personal trainer, just learning how to make it a priority in your life, that's what you originally seek out help for. And so, right. Uh, I mentioned to my listeners earlier in the show that you are the author of seven books, and and three of those books are all seem to cover a lot of the psychology part of success. And so you have the book, the Mind Over Head Chatter, which is your newer one, the Psychology of the Athletic Success. You have Mind Over Fatter, the Psychology of Weight Loss, Mind Over Mind Your Own Fitness, a Mindful Approach to Exercise. So, what was your motivation for writing these, and uh, who are they for? Who have you seen them help? Okay. Yeah, well, through the course of my three decades in the industry, I mean, I have learned so much. Uh, in the early days, you know, I thought it was more about just pushing through, making things happen, you know, being strong and, and, and you know, physical and, and all of that. But over the course uh, of my time in the industry and getting to know uh, my clients with so many different personalities, so many different motivations, and so many different goals, um, I started to dig deeper into what successfully occurred in the ones that were able to reach, sustain, and maintain those goals. So I started to dig in and study. Um, and, uh, you know, kind of rolling the clock back to my signature book, which is Treadside Manor, and it's a little play on the word bedside manner from a doctor's uh, art of being a physician. Um, my original uh, Treadside Manor book was written to help trainers sustain a long career in the industry. Um, so that's who that was written for, and it, and it truly is about the art of personal training, not the science. Now, when it comes to the mind series of books that I've written, um, you know, I really wanted to go into, into the heads of the successful people. You know, I wanted to study the successes and the failures, but I didn't report as much on the failures as I did on the successes. And the reason I did that is because uh, there's something called positive psychology, and, and that's the study of success not the study of failure. For a while, psychologists studied failure and then told people to be successful just do the reverse of those that failed. And, and as that industry, the, you know, the, the psychologist industry has evolved, they have found that studying successful people and then emulating what they do is much more reliable on creating success than the other, you know, the negative psychologies, studying what didn't work and then just trying to do the opposite. So that's what I did with my series of psychology books, is to study the most common successful practices in whatever the venue was. You know, for Mind Over Fatter, which is the psychology of weight loss, I didn't want to reinvent the wheel. I wanted to study those that were most successful most of the time and then write a book about that. And what that does, it, it empowers people to see what has worked, you know, most commonly over the 
long course of time. And, uh, you know, studying from those that have done it successfully, I think, is a real, real empowering tool. And that's Mm -hmm. what that book was about. Now, uh, with Mind Over Head Chatter, um, there was a bit of self-serving reasons for writing that. Um, it was a, a little bit of selfish reasons for writing that. Uh, you know, I spent my entire youth uh, in sports. I was a good little league baseball player. I was a good high school wrestler. In fact, I was a state champion. Uh, I've won state championships in judo as well. I was always a good athlete, and I thought a lot of it had to do with my mindset and my work ethic and all of that. But what I wanted to do with this book, The Mind Over Head Chatter, was to see the difference between the good athletes, of which I put myself in that, in that boat. I was a good athlete. But I never considered myself a great athlete. And so that's where that, uh, that research, from, from my perspective, started to kick in. I wanted to research those that took it to that next level and became great at what they did, whatever their sport was. Um, and, of course, you know, the market for mind overhead chatter is certainly there. Uh, it is sports um, conditioning coaches. It's athletes. Uh, even personal trainers, I think, will benefit from something like that. <laughs> but the true motivation behind me writing that book was self-serving in that I wanted to know the difference. And, uh, uh, and I got to the heart of the matter, I think, and uh, have been real pleased with the, um, uh, you know, with the results of the book and the favorable favorable reviews so far. Yeah, well, I, I've started to uh, read uh, Mind Over Head Chatter, and I definitely like it so far. And I, I can relate to the what you just said there. I, I consider myself a, a good high school athlete, and I was a little below average probably in college, but more so because I got in my own way and, and my mind wasn't right. wasn't there. And so, I mean, I was fully capable of being above average college athlete. I just didn't have the mental strength that for some reason at that level. And so, I mean, I can definitely understand. I know there's a lot of people that can relate to why you wrote that book. And so I'm sure it's, uh, it's very helpful for a lot of reasons. But the, the newest book, The Mind Over Head Chatter, you broke it up into four different sections. You have the driving force, finding your motivation, you got to believe, getting centered, and we are the champions. Can you kind of break those points down for us of what they're all for? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know, that, that very first part or the first section, uh, which I titled The Driving Force, and it's about finding your motivation. Uh, you know, what motivates an athlete to succeed? I wanted to dig in and, and study that. And in that particular section, I cover topics like passion. And interestingly, just over the course of the last 10 or 15 years, the study of passion has taken, you know, has taken the interest of psychologists. And, um, you know, they've really broken it down into two different types of passion, the first being obsessive passion and then the second being harmonious passion. And while there have been some incredible feats that have occurred through obsessive passion, unfortunately, athletes that have that type of passion, obsessive passion, where they become defined by their successes and failures, they have no balance in their life. It's not a healthy existence for those athletes. But if they can generate what we call harmonious passion, you know, having something 
outside of that sport defining them, not going into a deep depression over a loss or mm-hmm. over jubilation because of a victory. You know, finding balance in your life and harmonious passion is so much healthier. And uh, so that was a fascinating study in and of itself in the driving force. Um, I also cover in that first section uh, an athlete support system, you know, which includes their family, their friends, their coaches and mentors, and their teammates. Because, you know, we know that it takes a team to, to build a champion athlete. And so I cover that in, uh, in, in the second chapter as part of the first section. Uh, the next chapter is called What Makes a Champion? And it, it, what I cover in that are those inner strengths. And one of my favorite quotes comes from Muhammad Ali who said, champions aren't made in the gyms. Champions are made for, from something they have deep inside themselves. It's a desire, a dream, a vision. And, uh, of course, we know, you know, he is one of the greatest champions, uh, certainly in my lifetime and, and yeah. perhaps in the history of uh, boxing. Um, and then on the flip side of that, uh, a coach named Dan Bell, who, who's worked with many, many um, Olympic athletes, he, he said, of course, there are expected genetics, luck and talent, but the operative word is boredom. Hmm. It comes down to the athlete who can handle the boredom of training every day, doing the same lifts over and over and over again without losing focus. And that comment really resonated with me because if you think about it, you know, uh, as a wrestler, we used to use the term embrace the grind. Mm -hmm. And you, you know, even though it's a struggle, you embrace the grind and you go through the routine day in and day out, day in and day out to become better. And, and, you know, so those two comments, you know, the one from Dan Bell and the, the quotes from Dan Bell and, and Muhammad Ali are kind of opposite but really the same in that it takes that internal drive to embrace the grind, to do it over and over again, uh, you know, again, to reach that pinnacle of success. And uh, so that's what that first uh, section is about. And, uh, you know, it's just finding that motivation. And then, then breaking it into that second section, um, I titled it, You Gotta Believe. And uh, in that part or in that section, I cover everything from setting goals to mental toughness. And mm-hmm. in specifically chapter six, I talk about what we call the three C's, which are confidence, courage, and commitment. And the visual that I like to use there is if you look at a triangle with that base line being confidence, right? It starts mm-hmm. with confidence. And confidence is built and developed through putting in the hard work, right? It's embracing the grind. It's knowing that you put in the work to whatever circumstances occur, that you're prepared to handle those circumstances. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Um, confidence, courage, and commitment. And I like that's a that's I like that a lot. And that, I I think that happens. Uh, and I've always used that before when I was a coach before that uh, that you have to see it 
you have to see it before you can believe. If you don't believe it's going to happen, then obviously it's not going to happen. But you have to be able to have a clear vision of what your goal is and how you're going to get there. And so I, I definitely am I'm looking forward to finishing reading that book. If you take just a second, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll come back and we'll finish up our interview here with Greg Jessis on Be Fit for Life. <laughs> Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Explore the power of natural healing with Howard Strauss. Join us each week for an informative program that will help you learn effective healing methods using natural remedies. Howard's guests include top researchers, authors, and experts who will share their views on a variety of natural products and healing methods that really work. Tune in to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. I'm Steve, and I just opened my own barbecue restaurant. I'm the sauce master, but I'm no expert in printing. And I'm Mary. I own the UPS store in Steve's neighborhood, and I help with professional printing like flyers and posters to promote Steve's restaurant. Steve loves being on his own. But I'm not alone, thanks to Mary. To find a locally owned center near you, visit theupsstore.com. We love small businesses. We love logistics. The UPS store franchise locations are independently owned and operated. Services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary by location. See center for details. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. You are tuned in to Be Fit for Life with your host, Chad Austin. If you have a question or comment about our program, send us an email at chadaustinfitness.com at gmail.com that's chad austin fitness at gmail.com now back to be fit for life welcome back everybody i'm chad austin you're listening to be fit for life i'm here this morning with greg justice greg along with your books you write a monthly column for for personal fitness professional magazine that you call treadmill talk what is that column about and what would people learn from it well, uh, Personal Fitness Professional Magazine, it's an industry-specific magazine. So, let me talk about building and uh, uh, making sure that you don't focus just on constantly getting new clients, but rather putting your focus on establishing long-term relationships with those existing clients. Because, you know, we know from research 
in marketing that it costs six times as much to get a new client as it does to maintain the relationship with existing client. Mm-hmm. So I try to get them to understand and focus on that long-term relationship with the client rather than constantly marketing to new people. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't market to new people. Certainly, you should. But your focus, I believe, should be on making and treating those existing clients like gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Well, um, Greg, we have about just a, a few minutes left, so I wanted to give you a lot of time to answer this last question. But we've had a great interview. I've loved hearing about the about your books and how the mental strength plays such a factor in the physical in the in your results you get physically. I couldn't agree more with that mindset with that that take on it. If listeners today from our interview were only able to take away one thing, I mean, my wrestling coach when I was in college. So what he always said, if you only take away one thing from today, then you've, you've gotten better. And so if people could only take away one thing from this interview, what would you want it to be? Well, since the focus was so much on the mental aspect of everything, I would leave you with a quote that goes back to the year 50 B.C. from Horace. It goes like this, simply stated, rule your mind or it will rule you. And that really sums up everything that we have talked about today. It's empowering yourself, taking control of your destiny, and ruling what's between your ears and the steps beyond that uh, toward success. Yeah, I love that. That's great. Rule your mind or it will rule you. That's a perfect way to finish this interview. Uh, thank you, Greg, for being a guest this morning. Uh, I really enjoyed talking to you. And listeners, if you want, it's there's www.gregjustice.com and there's www.aycfit.com. But take a look at those websites. Um, and thank you for tuning in this week. We will see you next week with more for Be Fit for Life. Thanks again for tuning us in. Please join Chad Austin next Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Be Fit for Life on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. This week, have fun, get active, and be fit. Be fit.